A federal jury has recommended that Samsung pay Apple $1 billion or more for willful violation of a number of Apple's patents in the creation of the South Korean electronics company's own mobile products. But what are the implications of this ruling to end-user organizations implementing mobile device policies? Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group. And to answer that and other questions, I'm joined by patent attorney Jim DeNero of the Cypher Law Group. Thanks, Jim, for taking time to chat. My pleasure to be here. If you were advising chief information security officers, say at a hospital or a bank or retailer, any industry for that matter, about this verdict and how it could affect their organization's mobile device policies, what would you tell them? I would tell them that this verdict increases the likelihood that some additional patent enforcement actions will be taken uh, in connection with information security innovation. When you look at the verdict, it is uh, sizable. A billion dollars is a lot of money, and there's a lot at stake. This shows you know, a tremendous success on the part of the patent holder, in this case, Apple Computer. In light of this, other patent holders who have intellectual property rights covering various aspects of uh, information security systems are likely to be emboldened to undertake their own enforcement actions, not necessarily to uh, get such a massive uh, award as we have in this case, but it does suggest that there are victories to be had in in enforcing patents in, in a very public way. For those who are in the position of selecting what types of information security solutions to provide and to deploy, there are some basic steps that can be taken to reduce the chances that you either would be sued for patent infringement or ultimately held liable for for damages if infringement is found. What are those steps to be taken? One of the, the most basic steps to be taken is to be mindful of where your software is being sourced from. For example, if you use free and open source software that is wholly unsupported, then in those situations, you are the sort of bag holder, if you will, uh, the last person who could be possibly liable for using a product that might possibly infringe a patent. So in those cases, the deployer of the solution is the most likely person who could be sued for patent infringement if, if an enforcement action is, is initiated. However, if the solution being deployed is a solution that is adequately supported by some vendor uh, in some capacity, then while the, the company still could be sued for patent infringement, at least there is another company standing behind uh, that product who is willing to take responsibility for that patent infringement and who's willing to pay the damages if any damages are actually awarded due to that patent infringement. How likely is it that an end-user organization in a case like this would be sued? It's a very good question. It's actually quite possible for end users to be sued for patent infringement for using widely available open source solutions for for information security products. For example, there's a company by the name of uh, TQP Development that has sued over the last few years, they've sued hundreds of end users on their uh, essential cryptography patents. In that case, we see the end users being sued. However, in in most cases, the end users are not typically targeted. Usually the developer of the software uh, is is the one who's who's targeted. And in those cases, if the patent suit against the developer 
is successful, then the product may be discontinued or support may no longer be available or the product may just simply be redesigned to account for the patent case. In this case, it would be unlikely that Apple would go after purchasers of these Android devices. It's usually not the case that you see uh, the end user being targeted because patent lawsuits are expensive. If a patent owner pursues dozens or hundreds even of, of individual end users, the, the cost goes up dramatically very quickly. Usually it's much more efficient to sue the, the developer of, of the software product in question. How does the verdict like this one destabilize the marketplace and how could that create flux in providing adequate security to devices that the courts could bar from being sold? There is a, a really interesting policy question behind all of this, which is are patents, which are a grant of an exclusive right, essentially bad for information security to the extent that certain key technologies uh, could be held to be proprietary and companies could be barred from using those products entirely, or they could be forced to pay uh, substantial royalties for, for using those products. There is the argument that as a result of patent lawsuits being brought against companies who are innovating, that the price of the end product produced by that company will be effectively increased by this. In, this, in the case here with, with Apple and Samsung, Samsung will, if the verdict is upheld, need to pay Apple a substantial sum of money. In that case, it's, it's quite possible that Samsung may ultimately raise the price of its uh, products in order to accommodate that. The patent system creates a, a system where ultimately end users pay more for the use of certain technologies and the monetary beneficiary of that is the inventor or patent holder. But of course, that's the system that we work with in this country, where in this country we have an understanding that innovation is something that's very important and it will be rewarded. And the way it's rewarded is by forcing users, other users of that innovation to pay royalties through as a result of court decisions. And let's talk a little about innovation. You just mentioned, and you mentioned a little earlier about how a ruling like this could promote innovation in areas of technology and, and information security. How so? Oftentimes, necessity is a great driver of innovation. In some sense, it's, it's very easy to copy products that are successful. Sometimes successful pro those successful products are covered by patents. So copying a successful product is risky in, 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 insofar as it runs afoul of patents, but it's also relatively safer to make something that, that's also likely to be successful. However, sometimes when companies are forced to go outside of the box and develop new technologies that, that aren't covered by any patents, great products can come out of that. That's the hope here that, you know, if, well, if certain information security solutions are covered by patents and, and perhaps maybe avoided because of that, perhaps something even better can be developed. And certainly there's you know, a lot of area for, for innovation in, in information security right now. So while there are some patent lawsuits pending on various uh, information security solutions. We expect to see you know, continued innovation in this space, and it doesn't seem that the pace of innovation will, will abate at all. The more likely scenario is that additional companies will be motivated to, to innovate in this space in some part so that they can obtain their own patents on, on the technology and, and possibly license those patents or at least use those patents to protect their own innovation. Without a verdict like this one, the marketplace itself isn't sufficient to create that innovation? The market doesn't need verdicts like this 
to support innovation. Innovation requires a pretty certain amount of protection for that innovation. To the extent companies are out there investing a lot of money in, in developing innovative solutions to problems, those companies need to understand that another company cannot come along and simply copy that innovation without paying a fair price for that innovation. The, the, the legal system is not designed to give companies uh, huge windfalls when their patents are infringed. It's designed to compensate them fairly for the value of that innovation. In this, in the Apple case, there's a lot of money at stake because the market has recognized that these mobile devices are incredibly important to the way we use computers today. A fundamental part of, of a lot of things that, that we're doing in business. It's not surprising to see a large value placed on on that, in part because there aren't a lot of other solutions uh, to, to some of the problems that are, that are being solved that can help drive up the price of the, of the verdict. In this lawsuit, Apple took aim at Samsung, but Apple's real target appears to be Google, creator of the Android operating system used by Samsung and other manufacturers. What happens next? Well, what, what can happen next can, can vary. It's, it's really largely in Apple's court at this point. There's still the outstanding issue of whether or not an injunction will be issued barring the sale of some of, uh, some of the products that are at issue in the lawsuit. In most cases, in the information security context, it's a little bit less common to, to see an injunction being granted for these types of technologies. Most of the companies that have patents in this space are looking to license that license those patents rather than actually stop other companies from doing it. There are some cases where you'll see two competitors who are locked in a in a patent battle and as part of the leverage in that litigation, the, the parties are seeking to actually prevent the sale of each other's products. But in most cases, if you are simply an end user of a product that happens to infringe a patent and you find yourself in a patent lawsuit over the use of that, uh, typically the patent owner is simply looking for a, a license agreement and is not seeking to even go to court. Most patent cases are settled before they actually go to trial, you know, except in cases where the, the stakes are extremely high uh, or where you have direct competitors that are seeking to actually stop the other competitor uh, and shut that competitor down entirely. Thanks, Jim. It's been a pleasure. I've been speaking with patent attorney Jim DeNero of the Cypher Law Group. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.